Hi guys, it's Meg here, just jumping in before the episode to issue a bit of an apology and a disclaimer. We had so many technical problems trying to record this episode, so you'll definitely notice a few issues with the audio. Um, We did talk about re-recording it, but it would have just been really inauthentic and we had a lot of really good discussions, so we still wanted to give you guys this recording anyway. Um, I hope you can stick with us um, and we'll definitely sort our shit out and be back better than ever next week. Thanks, guys. Hello, Louise. Hi, Meg. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can I just say the weirdest thing about podcasting is pretending like you're just starting a conversation? Like we haven't been sitting in the room for an hour <laughs> trying to figure mics it's out. It's so bizarre. It's like, it's very performative having to suddenly start talking to you again. And also the awkward eye contact. <laughs> Can you stop looking at me like that? Um, How have you been? I think good. It's Thursday at time of recording. So I am feeling so excited yeah. for the weekend. I'm heading away. Where are you going? I'm heading to Port Douglas up north in Cairns. Have you been there before? Never. (gasps) You're going to love it. I'm so excited. Have you been? Yes, we went last year. It was amazing. Oh, you did. Loved it. Obsessed. I wish we'd spent more time there. We were only there for like two days and we spent a full day going to Mossman Gorge and like heaps of places around Port Douglas. Nice. Yeah. Whereas Port Douglas town is kind of like a little noosa-ish, like there's heaps of cute shops and restaurants and bars and... Yeah, it'll be, that'll be awesome. I love that. We're spending like a night in Cairns, then we're going over to Fitzroy Island just for a day, and yeah. then everything else is just going to be up there. Fitzroy's beautiful. We went there too. Oh, I'm so excited. It's really nice. I wouldn't recommend staying there. We had a horrible experience staying there. Really? Yeah. What it's happened? Because like, there's only one hotel on the island. Yeah. And then there's, I think, two restaurants. There's a restaurant and then like a bar that serves food, and the restaurant is just god awful and they were just infuriating like their customer service and like i'm someone that if i go to a restaurant and the service is shit Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be nice to you (laughs) (laughs) like you get paid for a reason to do it it's your one job like honestly it's not that hard i worked in retail for 10 years Mm -hmm. it's quite easy to be polite and know like and i'm not being an asshole yeah like i'm just expecting the bare minimum but (laughs) that doesn't often happen i mean i guess if it's the only resort on the place they don't have to try exactly that was the problem like we booked breakfast mm-hmm. and then showed up the next morning at 8am for breakfast and they didn't have our booking and they were like, oh, you'll have to come back in an hour and a half. And I was like, this is the only <laughs> cafe. What am I supposed to do? There's nothing else here. It was just, and they weren't, they weren't forgiving about it or anything. They um, weren't like trying no to make us stay better. Like they just did not give a shit. Mm. Um, but the actual island, not to like dampen your whole trip and make you feel <laughs> shit about looking at the actual island's stunning and there's a beach called Nudie Beach that's just like picturesque, gorgeous. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We're doing only the half day just because we're trying to pack as much into cans before mm. we go to Port Douglas. So I don't know whether we're going to have... Are you doing like a reef tour or a snorkel tour or something? We're doing that out of Port Douglas. Yeah, okay. So yeah. we've got like a whole day, like, I think they take you to three different places. Yeah. So I'm really excited. We wanted to see the reefs. That's like the one thing we've been saying we're going to do for years and we haven't. Oh, it's so beautiful. 
really excited. I was so pleasantly surprised because obviously all we've heard, at least for most of my life, is the reefs dying, you mm. know, climate change, the impacts, there's no coral left, coral bleaching, all that stuff. And like, of course, climate change is still definitely a thing. All of that has happened. But I was very pleasantly surprised at how intact some of it was. Ah. And we saw like bright purple, bright blue coral, like oh gorgeous God. giant clams, bright blue clams, like turtles, fish. We saw everything that I, I wasn't even expecting to actually see any of that. So. I am so Although I did spend last weekend with one of my friends watching Shark Attack videos oh on YouTube. <laughs> I have no idea. We were like an hour deep and I was like, I don't think this is the best idea for me pending a trip. Oh God, that's twisted, Louise. Yep. So anyway, at least I'm prepared for the worst. That's like getting, I remember getting on my first plane. (laughs) For some reason, I thought it would be funny to start playing free falling on my iPod. (laughs) Is something the matter with us? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely something's the matter with us. Anyway, enough about me and my holiday. How are you? What's new with you? I'm good. It's been a pretty busy week. Mm. Um, uh, update on my recommendation from last week, Ted Lasso. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely cleaned up at the Emmys and won, I think, seven awards. So good. That is awesome. Are you coming in hot with a good recommendation? Yeah, I'm basically trying to tell you that I obviously know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, no, I've had a good week. Um, I had quite of a uh, funny experience this morning that I wanted to share with you. Oh my gosh, lay it on us. I'm building it up like it's going to be amazing and it's probably not going to be that funny. But um, no, I was driving to work this morning. And I was stopped at a T intersection, like waiting behind traffic to turn into the street. And a pedestrian who was like walking to work crossed the car in front of me and absolutely ate shit right in front of my car. (laughs) Like so bad, like head over feet, like full on the floor. Like tripped over shoes? Like what was it? I don't know. She was like, she was there and then she wasn't. And I gasped and I was like, oh no. And she stood up, immediately looked directly at me in the eyes and then just started pissing herself laughing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the most wholesome, beautiful moment I've had, which is probably questionable. But I felt so honoured to be invited into the moment with her like that. Like, she was just absolutely cackling at herself. And so then, obviously, I felt like I needed to start laughing, even though I felt like that was kind of offensive, to start laughing at her because she just absolutely ate shit. But she was just fucking loving her life, and then she just kept going on her merry way and was just pissing herself for, like, 100 metres down the street. It was so funny. I've spoken about this with people in the past. There is nothing more humiliating than when you fall over. Like, Mm. whether you're drunk or sober, there is something so childlike Mm. about tripping and being face down on the ground and having to pick yourself up and looking around and seeing who saw you. It's really funny. It was really sweet. It was, like, weirdly joyful moment. (laughs) What a great way to start your day. Totally. Someone tripping in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. I love to see people fall down. (laughs) 
Well, in other news, yesterday in Melbourne, there was a 5.9 magnitude earthquake, which is crazy in its own right. Like, what is happening to the world? This is honestly wild. If Melbourne needed anything else, it definitely wasn't an earthquake. Absolutely. Just to really ground them. Yeah, absolutely. They haven't been through enough. So I saw this very clever marketing tactic from a brand called Woosh. They're a vibrator brand. Um, And they had the most timely response to what was going on. It was, you know, within the hour of it being released all over socials. And they went out with a social post saying, was everyone just using their vibrators at once? Oh my God. Which I just think is fantastic marketing. I love that. Moving right on, let's launch straight into our content recommendations for the week. I know after your stellar recos last week, the audience is dying to hear. (laughs) That's so sarcastic. (laughs) That was the most performance I've seen from you yet. I'm so smug. Um, well, wait for me to kill it again. <laughs> Jesus, would love some support here. Um, okay, cool. Well, I have two recommendations again, and they go hand in hand. Um, one of them is absolutely completely unoriginal, and probably half the people listening to this have already read this. But I have a good rationale for it. So my first recommendation is, if you haven't already, to read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very popular, um, I think I think over a year ago now. It was one of her first books. Yeah. And since then, she's written Daisy Jones and the Six, which I have read. And I it was okay. I didn't love it. There's a lot of hype around that one. Yeah, it, like mm-hmm. it was a fine beach read if I was on holiday, but I wouldn't go out of my way to read it again yeah um and then malibu rising which i'm sure lots of people have heard of which i'm reading currently so i will let you know what my my review on that is but seven seven husbands of evelyn hugo i loved it's about kind of old hollywood it's based in the 50s 60s this hollywood actress and the nuances of being a female in hollywood and her life and um her different relationships and obviously her having seven husbands um and it's obviously loosely based on the seven husbands of elizabeth taylor so there's definitely some inspiration taken from real life um really really wonderful well done book um in complement to that there is a show on stan called hacks have you heard of this I don't think I have, to be completely honest. It's about an older comedian, female comedian, who uh, has a residency um, in Las Vegas. I lie. I watched the first episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Blonde, like, no, I, well, I obviously stopped watching it. Oh. I just thought it was really dry and I didn't love, what's the young character's yeah, name? Yeah, um, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I just didn't. It didn't hit the mark okay interesting well I really liked it but I think I liked it because I had just read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo because it added a whole nother layer and kind of deepened the story because there was this weird synergy between the two stories of being a female in the entertainment industry the perils of being in the media spotlight and how your relationships are depicted Mm -hmm. especially in the scenario where your other partner had been the one you know, at fault or promiscuous. And yet the female is framed as crazy and hysterical. And they're the one who gets their story told as being over the top, despite the fact that the husband has either, you know, crazily cheated on them or done something really terrible. And I think 
reading the book and then watching the show, it ha- there was a lot of very similar themes and trends and it helped me depict the character in Hacks a lot more because of what I'd just read. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I highly recommend if you haven't read Seven Husbands, read it and then give Hacks a go. I mean, I found Hacks really enjoyable. I thought it was really funny and I love dry humour. It was very sarcastic. And they and she, the main character, the woman, just won um, Best Actress in a Comedy at the Emmys as well. So yeah, I really like them together. I, I think that they complement each other well and they made me think about the content really differently than I think I would have if I had not had just read that book. So yeah. I love that. Anyway, what of uh what depressing book do you have to recommend today? <laughs> I actually do have a bit of a theme with my two recommendations this week. Oh, yes. So my first one is a book and it's called My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. So this is a novel about consent and abuse and it explores the sexual relationship between a 15-year-old student and her English teacher. Oh wow. It's brilliant. It's definitely when I say brilliant, it wasn't a book that when I put it down I was dying to pick it back up, but when I did pick it back up, I got so immersed in it every time. Yeah. Um and it kind of it went between the past and the present. So it explored what was happening when she was 15, when she was in the sporting school, and then her current, I think she's like in her 30s working as a hotel receptionist as she's reliving the Me Too movement. So she's kind of reflecting on her experience. It's interesting the way she thinks about the scenario and she doesn't depict herself as a victim. Mm. So it's brilliant. I love it. I definitely recommend it. I've already passed the book on to my sister-in-law because it's awesome. Which kind of leads me into my um, TV recommendation. So it's a Stan miniseries that I actually watched years ago and it came to mind when I was thinking about these recommendations. Okay. And it's called The Truth About the Harry Cubert Affair. Have you watched it? No. So it's got Patrick Dempsey from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yes. Okay. It also is a story around um, sexual consent. And mm-hmm. it's uh, he's essentially a famous writer and he has an affair with a young girl. And it comes to light because she's murdered. Oh. So then another aspiring writer is um, trying to piece together this murder and comes across the fact that they had the affair. Oh. It's really great. I love it. It. when it ended I was genuinely sad I oh, thought it was wow. great it did get a lot of backlash I like went back and obviously read about it and yeah there was definitely a lot of backlash that came with it but for me I loved it so awesome yeah. I'm definitely gonna check that out that sounds like right up my alley for sure am I weird for saying that the thing I know Patrick Dempsey for is that movie Made of Honor oh of course <laughs> that's a brilliant movie it's such a good movie <laughs> he fights the the husband to be in like a battle of irish things and they have to like push over a log like it's so weird but it's so good and he's killed like a mini skirt yes and he's famous or wealthy for inventing the coffee collar like i think is brilliant like why can't i have this idea i know he's so simple doesn't he say to one of the coffee ladies he's like oh you know i get a dollar for every one of these like can you imagine Oh, thanks, Lou. Great recommendations. No worries. All right. Now it's time for the good news, bad news. And uh, I have rebriefed Louise so that hopefully she gets it right today. Oh, also... I had multiple people say to me that you really are a freak for wanting to start with good news and end on bad news. Really? Are you... Like, if someone ever 
says to you, like, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Do you say good? Um, yeah. That's so weird. Why would you want to end on a low? I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. You need to think about that. I think I'm attracted to, like, the idea of, oh, I want to hear the good thing. And then it's kind of like the shit thing will come next. Yeah, you've got, like, a short-term vision, whereas I'm, like, exactly. I'm thinking ahead to wanting to end on the high. Yeah, if anyone knows me, they know I don't think ahead. <laughs> Well, we're going to do bad news first. And I'm sorry I vetoed your decision (laughs) in this process. So it may come as no surprise that I guess the main bad news story that was brought to our attention is the Gabby Petito case. But I thought about it, we talked about it, and felt like this space would be better given to other victims that aren't getting the limelight that she's getting right now. Whilst we obviously send our deepest condolences to the family of Gabby, I think she does fit a particular mould of being white and young and blonde and attractive and an influencer. And I think that's why she's been given the airtime she has. Mm. Um, So instead, we're going to turn our attention to Sabina Nessa. Now, you may not have heard about this, and if you haven't, that's not surprising. Um, Sabina is a 28-year-old teacher from London who was murdered um, last Friday, I believe, at around 7 or 8 p.m., not particularly late. Her body was found next to kind of like a recreational community building where there would have been a lot of people around. And this story has just been given absolutely no limelight until kind of today. Um, So that's almost a week later as of the time of the recording. Whereas if you do compare that to someone like Gabby, you know, she was all over the internet when she was missing. So I think it, it, it sparks the question, why do we talk about particular people? Interestingly, when Louise and I were doing research on this story, first of all, we couldn't find a lot of information about Sabina at all. Um, And secondly, we noticed a trend whereby a lot of the articles would switch focus back to that poor woman, Sarah, who was also young and blonde and white, who died a few months ago in a similar way in London. Mm. And again, I'm not taking anything away from any of these victims. They're all horrible, horrible cases, but it's just a little challenging to feel one way about one scenario and so many other voices and stories to be untold and unheard. And it's just sad. It's Mm. so sad. And, you know, you can't compare tragic stories, but I do think that if we're going to give the limelight to one particular community, you know, that's just not right. It's not fair journalism. It's not it's not representative of our readers or of, of the general population. So absolutely. And I think also when, like I always picture the family, like if this had been me or, you know, my family reading about something, not that you're probably wanting to read a news article, but if you do and you open it up and there's two paragraphs about, you know, your beloved family member who was just murdered and then it digresses into a more popular story yeah that in itself has to be gut-wrenching to read like were they not important enough to get a full article absolutely yeah look I think it's important to have conversations like this and I would encourage everyone listening to this to go and look up Sabina Nessa and learn her story um, and understand that we do need to hear a lot more diversity in the stories that we're hearing. 
So yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a low one, but I think we couldn't pass up the opportunity to touch on something like that. But yeah, we, we, we send our condolences to Sabina and her family. It's just absolutely tragic. Another thing I also wanted to talk about today that was raised to me by a friend was a story out of Sydney. And it's absolutely infuriating. Woman punched in the face by Sydney man who had conviction erased says she's cheered by support. So... This is a former Knox Grammar student, Nicholas Drummond. He's almost 21. Knox Grammar, for anyone who doesn't know, is a very, very, very prestigious school in Sydney, uh, private school. He punched a woman in the face uh, in December last year after having already kink hit another man in the back that same night. And he has just been let go of all charges um, under the, I guess, pretense or the justification that he'd had a hard year because his dog died. Which, who hasn't had a hard year? You know what I mean? Like, we're not all out there punching young females in the face. This is laughable. It, 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 oh, that's what I was about to say. It's laughable to think that this is truthfully something that's happened. So this is what the judge had said. A lewd and completely inappropriate remark towards someone he didn't know, but whose dress might have been perceived by a former student of Knox to be provocative. A judge said that, and that his convictions were not necessary in the circumstances. It's just absolutely mind-blowing, and it ties into this, you know, former, the story we were just talking about. He's 20, he's a male, he's from a very, very, very wealthy family in Sydney, the privilege and the entitlement that leads to things like this. And can we talk about the fact that the judge is doing him no favours? Absolutely not. This kid will now feel like anything he does has no consequence. It's not going to teach him anything. It's, it's just disgusting. And I, again, send support to the poor victim in this scenario that will have absolutely no justice in this situation. I'm sure she feels even more shit after seeing how this has ended up. Absolutely. And it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same tired old narrative, isn't it? Of judges letting young males off under the same pretense. It's, it's just disgusting. And can we talk about that? The fact that he punched her in the face is because he commented on her outfit being inappropriate and she told him to fuck off. So he punched her in the face. Like, there's so many things going wrong in this situation. Like, if he had... Like, how do you let someone off like that? He literally started it himself, commented on her dressing, which is inappropriate already. Mm -hmm. There are so many problems I have with that statement. And then he's literally acted violence and there is no no consequence also let's just spin this a little bit one good on her for saying fuck off yeah. when a guy makes a comment i know a lot of like women wouldn't do that so good on her for that and two good on her for reporting it and taking yeah. it to the stage where it ends up in her court because yeah. so many young females especially in that sort of environment may not even take it that far so while the outcome's disappointing good on her for at least you know, doing the right thing and trying to make this sort of behaviour um, spotlighted. Yeah, take a stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good on you. 
what have you got for me, Louise? Anyway, um, my news is also bad news, but definitely not to the same level. Totally the same Meg. <laughs> I was heartbroken when I saw this video. Nicole Richie's hair catches on fire on her 40th birthday. <laughs> for all of you who haven't seen her Instagram video of her... <laughs> Just enjoying the simple pleasure of blowing out her birthday candles on a homemade cake for her hair to catch on fire. Not what I want to see on my Tuesday night. This is seriously what qualified the bad news section for you. I mean, if your hair caught on fire, would that not be bad news? I would... Oh my God, I would be upset about it. I would argue that this is like in the good news section because it's fucking funny. Oh my god. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I did see this too. Oh my god, it was hilarious. We will definitely put this video up. Also slightly traumatizing though. Like, I wonder if she's actually lost hair because of it. Surely it was like frizzle. It's like something caught on fire, whether it was her top or and then it like sparked the rest. It was like watching a bushfire. Like I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, what a what a representation of 2021, huh? Exactly, right. And I mean, good on her for sharing that video. <laughs> that <was> so <laughs> I would have released that. <laughs> So we've spoken about some horrible news and some less horrible news. Let's spotlight some good news, Meg. What have you got for us? Yeah, so I have um, quite an interesting one, but I think it was something really important to spotlight. Um, this is a piece from the ABC. It's Return to Paradise for Gurry Fraser Island. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Fraser Island is an island off the southeast coast and it's actually the world's largest sand island. Did you know that? I had no idea. I just read this today and I was like, what the fuck? Wait, this, what does... This is a dumb question. What does a sand island... Like, it's made... I guess there's, like, nothing else. Like, it must all be sand, no rock or anything like that. There is trees. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we should stop talking, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm totally It's the world's largest sand island and it's returning to its first Australian origins and they're renaming it Gurry, which means paradise. So the local people um, called the island, have always called the island that, mm -hmm. which is derived from its Dreamtime creation story, which is just so beautiful and I love that they're starting to really recognize you know the original people of this country um i think it's beautiful also can we talk about the fact that gurry is a beautiful name beautiful story paradise Absolutely. i love it like fraser island what the fuck is that who's fraser <laughs> no one i know um so yeah the world heritage committee has already signed off on the renaming the state government's just finalizing it but yeah they had a ceremony this week on the island um to celebrate it which i just think is absolutely lovely and it's beautiful um, you know fraser island was a really offensive term or name to the traditional owners and for many years have been advocating for the change of that so i think it's such a significant moment that they've they've finally made that change Beautiful. What have you uh what have you got today? Um, I have a very good news story. So this is actually from the Good News Network. And the headline is Fearless Tennis Teen ranked 150th in the world wins the US Open and our hearts in straight sets. Wow. Yeah, so um wait, so she was ranked 150th in the world coming into it. Yeah. And then walked away with 
Well, so she, uh, when she walked away, she becomes, I think, 34th or 35th in the world. But she oh, took out that title, which wow. is, you know, prestigious. Yeah, of course. So her name is Emma Raducanu. And, you know, she's just a teenager. She's actually the first British woman to win the Grand Slam singles title since Virginia Wade in 1977. Wow. So that is awesome. Good on her. Mm. What an epic big win she would feel like such a badass like yeah going up to that thing 150th in the world and then walking away with the crown how sick like an underdog the Absolutely. true definition yes. definition of an underdog i love that awesome well that's the good news and bad news <laughs> Um, I think it, it it might be time for our creative finds. Loki, my favorite segment of the week. Is it? Yes. Well, if you're a first time listener, um, this is our section where we kind of unearth or spotlight some creators that we're enjoying. Um, so we have a couple of new ones for this week. Louise, who have you got? So a little bit of backstory. I was actually at a two-day workshop here in Brisbane this week um, for copywriting. And there were these two females that strutted into the room looking so fabulous. (laughs) Everything about them. They had this aura about them. And instantly I was like, who are these girls? What is their brand? I'm obsessed with them. So um, they're two Brisbane chicks and they work for a brand called, oh, sorry, they founded a brand called Vivra. And it's a magnetic belt-free pouch. So they were, like, rocking it over, like, corporate wear with sneakers. Like, they were the definition of sporty chic. And I naturally went on and followed their Instagram. And they were kind of throughout the workshop telling their stories of, you know, turbulence throughout their whole creation. Um, So they had, had like, pattern issues and they'd had, you know, design issues. And they said they'd just been through it all. Um, But from what you could see from outside in from social media... It just looks like it's been a success story. So hats off to them for doing what they're doing. How cool. I'll have to check them out. Cool. Well, I have another kind of – I wrote her name and I wrote her tag and then I just wrote vibes next to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so her name is Nora Chan and she's in digital marketing content creation. So I guess she kind of has the upper hand. But she is just – as I said, vibes, like her content is so beautiful. She has a really great mix of stylized imagery and beautiful photography, um, style photos, her at work, um, lots of different kind of like accessories. And just looking at her page, she reminds me of kind of when Instagram influencers first came about and it was all about the feed and like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know how we've kind of gotten away from that now? It's much more about like personality and, yeah. you know, it's much less about the actual outlay of the way that your content looks. Mm-hmm. But hers is just beautiful and it's so calming to look at and it's a great inspiration, I guess. And she has a lot of really good brand recommendations and just good vibes. It's the only way I can explain her. Oh, I love that. I'll definitely have to do that. Okay, so my woman of the week is someone that people might have heard of. Um, She was definitely the talk of the town at the Emmys this week. Um, So Michaela Cole um, is the writer of I May Destroy You. And she was nominated for four Emmys and ended up taking home Best Writing in a Television Limited Series or Movie. 
Um, and she, this is the third time a black creative has won the category and the first time for a black woman. So she's just made history. Crazy. Yeah, she made a really beautiful speech um, that was dedicated to the survivors of sexual assault, which is obviously a topic that she explores in I May Destroy You. It was also directed at writers as well who might be deferred from wanting to write about things that are really important to them and worrying too much about success. So she kind of touched on the idea of, you know, being scared to tell a story that means something to you and instead writing for the audience um, which I think is really important to hear I think it's really important that we have people in the entertainment and you know content industry who aren't just writing what people want to hear they're talking about things from experience and things that matter and you know things that people can relate to so absolutely beautiful really beautiful speech and god damn did she look gorgeous that yellow dress was killer amazing she's stunning that's a wrap on our segment for this week that's a wrap we did it again whoop whoop two under the belt so thankful Hopefully you guys took away some good recommendations this week and I really hope you go away and spend some time looking into the people that we've spoken about. Um, there's lots lots more to learn and lots of really um, incredible but also really troubling things going on that it's, it's good to be informed and good to know what's going on. Absolutely. And we're definitely still learning as well. So if you guys have any recommendations for us or any topics you'd like us to explore, slide on into our DMs at the Hysterical Feminist Podcast on Instagram. That's it. And also we're now on TikTok. We did go viral. We'll brag. (laughs) One of our videos got like 15,000 views in less than 24 hours. I honestly don't know what happened. It's not even that good of a video. But we did get trolls for the first time, which is truly so exciting. That's traumatizing. And also, I don't know that trolls realize that the more you comment, the more attention we get. So keep coming. (laughs) It's only good for us. Uh, Anyway, on that note, that's a wrap. We'll see you the same time next week, guys. See you next week.